Hello, my friend. Welcome back to episode 15 of the podcast. You guys, we're at episode 15. I'm so jazzed. I'm Thanks so much for journeying with me. I'm so glad you're here, and I just really appreciate you guys. Really appreciate your feedback and just you showing up to listen, and just want to thank you. And also wanted to just welcome you if you're new around here. Hello, I'm Danny, and I'm, I'm super jazzed that you're here to join us. As always, if you guys have prayer requests or have questions or Actually, if you have input or suggestions about different topics that you want talked about on the podcast, please email us, hello at dannysumner.com. I would love to email with you um, and just to hear your thoughts. So this is a listener-driven podcast, okay? So, you know, we want to bring in resources. We want to bring in people that can help, um, really help us find a way to live well in whatever the messes that we're walking through, whether it be, you know, depression, anxiety, a situation going on right now, grief, or maybe you're like, my whole life's a mess, you know, um, it's holy ground too, you guys. God wants to meet us right where we're at in our messes. And he wants to give us, you know, joy, peace, hope, purpose, fun, laughter, you know, all of that. It doesn't mean that life can't be hard sometimes. Life is hard. And there are just hard things about it. But there is also joy and hope and peace. And so anyways, I'll get off my soapbox. So let's talk about episode 15. So this episode, you guys, um, is about guilt. Like, and let, let me just start off by saying it's not a comprehensive episode, okay? It's like 17 minutes, <laughs> okay? So I, I just wanted to uh, kind of begin to unpack, like, how do we deal with things when they come up? Like, sometimes we have guilt over big things in our lives. Um, and that's probably another podcast episode in the future. This one is more when uh, guilt is triggered. Like, and I tell a story in the episode about some guilt being triggered last week in me and kind of how I unpacked it and kind of the steps, like the tangible steps I do to deal with it. So I'm not just like, uh, feeling funky and gross for days on end or weeks on end over guilt. Because here's the thing, big things can be a really big deal, right? Like with guilt and shame and regret and all of that. But the little things, they add up too. And let me tell you, you get enough little things about guilt and you're miserable. Like you're a porcupine. I don't know about you, but well, maybe you're not. Maybe you're just delightful all the time. But you know, when things add up for me, I get, I turn into like a porcupine and I just get, I'm shorter. I'm more impatient. I don't sleep as well. Just different things. And so I, you know, there's, there's tactical things we can do each day or when things come up to help usher in the grace of God, help usher in hope and peace and actually be okay in the moment and surrender and, and all of that sort of stuff. So Anyways, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Welcome to a Holy Mess Podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. 
Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. Okay, so last week I was having a conversation with one of my children, and I don't know about you, but I am, sometimes I'm being handed like my lunch in life by my children. So they're teenagers, they're, I've shared about my son before on the podcast, and I'll share more about my daughter. We're pretty, we're pretty open over here, but um, I was having a conversation with one of my kids and you guys, I was reminded of some ways in which I've blown it as a parent. Okay. So like, let's just be real. We're all going to blow it. We all blow it in life. I think hindsight's 2020. We look back and we're like, oh my gosh, if I would have known, I would have done this, 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 and this, this differently. And so anyways, and I was having a conversation and it just, it was going nowhere and it was getting very unproductive. Um, and I began to, I don't know about you, but I'm super hard on myself, myself, myself. There's only one of me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Anyways, I'm super hard on myself. And especially when I blow it, I'm, I'm, I'm just, it can be really hard. And so it's, it takes work. It takes effort for me to have grace and love and compassion for myself. And it's something that I've been building the muscle of and having practice over and over about, uh, you know, some of the things we blow are just part of our humanness and finding grace and compassion for ourselves. And so, but it's taken time. It's taken effort. It's taken just a constant practice, right? Because I had, you know, 30 plus years, 35 years, pra- 30 years practice of really beating myself up and not understanding compassion or grace or mercy or not even understanding humanity, like not understanding just how hard and how much we blow it and, uh, you know, and all of that. And so anyway, so it's taken some years to turn that, that boat, that ship around. And so I was struggling the other night and I was struggling with guilt and just parenting guilt and then human being guilt, all this stuff, right? And I don't know about you, but when one thing is triggered in me, it's like a landslide and like a zillion other things are triggered in me. And so I was struggling and I, you know, I went to bed and I had a dream and I don't know about you, but you know, and I think dreams sometimes mean something. And then I think sometimes dreams mean nothing. Okay. So, you know, you have to really pray. You have to really um, ask yourself, ask the Lord and seek counsel, you know, if a dream means something or if it was just, you know, you took too much melatonin <laughs> or you ate popcorn. Oh my gosh. Popcorn gives me the craziest dreams. So, um, I have another friend that does that too. And, uh, so I avoid popcorn anyways, that's a whole other side note. Corn's not good for me. Anyways, I have, it's, it's inflammatory for me. So anyways, okay. So I have this dream I'm reminded of this time in my life where that I I didn't even know I regretted this and I still have like some sorrow. So this episode, what I wanted to share is a story about how I worked through some, some guilt and it's not even like major guilt. And I trust me, I've worked through like major guilt in my life. And then there's a difference between guilt and shame and, and, and we'll dive into that in future episodes. But this is just, I don't know if you've ever been triggered. I'm sure you have just a little bit of guilt and it like, eats at you and it gnaws at you and like, uh, you don't even want to face it. You try to bury it. But I don't know about you. When I try to bury stuff, oh my gosh, it like, I'm moodier. I'm short tempered. I'm not as like nice or compassionate. I'm just, you know, anyway, so I have to, I'm like in my recovery. One of the things that I like live and die by is bringing things into the light, whether it's like, 
you know, I deal with it. I journal through it. I talk to about it with a friend. I talk about it in therapy. I talk about it with Gary, my husband, or I go on a grief walk and really mourn and, and deal with these things. But like, sometimes I, I used to think if you, if you deal with these things, like it would make it bigger and harder. And it's so not how it works. Like if you deal with these things, like seriously, I've worked through stuff in like 10 minutes, like major issues in like 10 minutes before where other times I've buried it and it's like eaten at me for days and weeks and even months, I'm sad to say. But like the more we practice dealing with these things and like really, you know, biblically dealing with them, emotionally dealing with them, you know, all these different aspects, they, it's easier to live with, like, and we can live with ourselves and we can have more peace and our heart rate's better and our health is better and our stress is better and all that stuff. So anyways, I was triggered by guilt. Okay. So I I had this discussion with one of my kids. I I immediately, I had to, you know, apologize for some things that I had blown. And then I carried all this I started beating myself up about guilt from the past with parenting and all that. And I go to bed and I didn't really deal with it thoroughly. I didn't even really, I was exhausted. I didn't get a chance to talk with Gary. I didn't even get to journal. So I just, I went to bed and I, my dreams, I dealt with it. And oh my gosh, I was reminded of some guilt I carry from years ago. And so I I just, one of the things I wanted to tell you is that like when we don't deal with our stuff, like unresolved things come more to the surface. And then all of a sudden it's like a landslide and there's like five other things we need to deal with. And so that's why one of the reasons why I'm so love and huge on like doing the work, like, and it's not, it's not hard work. Like you just have to face your stuff and journal through it, pray through it, share it with a friend, share it with a therapist, share it with a godly, you know, person with perspective, walk through it, like, and then like literally surrender it and put it on the altar. Cause there's just some things that cannot be fixed. There's some things we can't go back and fix, you know, and if, if you've blown it in really big ways, which we'll talk about later on in the podcast, um, there's, there's different things that you do to work through that guilt and shame, but even the little things like they all add up, right? So like, how do you find peace? How do you find joy? Even when you're dealing with these little things. And so, okay. So I went to bed, And I woke up in the morning and I had a dream about my grandma and my grandma Nani literally was one of my favorite people on the planet. She was, and gosh, I only had her for like 20 years, but she was incredible and I loved her and we had a special relationship. And so I carried guilt for the day she died, the night before she, I was actually visiting with my mom and we were in the middle of an intense conversation. I still remember the conversation. It was a really important conversation for my mom and I, but my grandma called and we didn't know she was sick. We knew she was tired and, but we didn't know like her last days were coming. Trust me, we would have been with her in New York, but um, she was just fighting like a little cold and was tired. And so she had called to say goodnight. And when she called to say goodnight, we, we didn't stay on the phone very long with her. And I regret not staying on the phone with her longer. I regret not having her have a longer conversation with my mom, other than just saying, good night, sweetheart. I love you. And the next morning she, she passed away. And I remember, I feel, I felt this like, oh my gosh, I should have done more. Like there's, I should have had a longer conversation with her. But when she called, it was not at the greatest time. And we were in the middle of this intense conversation. And so it, it, you know, all of these things. And so, so, but I woke up the other morning and I just was feeling, I was like sweating. I was like, oh my gosh, I have so much regret with Nani. Like I didn't, you know, I didn't let her talk to my mom for, you know, 30 minutes and I didn't, 
you know, I interrupted that so I could have the conversation with my mom, right? And so I was carrying all this guilt and I just was like, oh my gosh. And it, it struck me. It was like, oh my gosh, guilt is one of those things that like clings. It's like a Klingon, like it's like lint where like if you don't deal with some aspects of it, it, it roots its its head. It like it rears up and then you got to deal with it again. And I hadn't even remembered that I had felt guilty about cutting off the conversation with my grandma and my mom. And, and, you know, it's funny because I talked to my mom about it and she didn't even remember. Like she was like, no, sweetheart, I remember I had a conversation with her and I got to say goodnight and, and all that sort of stuff. And we did, I mean, that is the beauty of it. Like we did get to say goodnight to her together and goodbye, I guess for the last time, but it's one of those things. And so anyway, so I was, I was, I had that memory. I had that dream. And this episode is not about dreams or anything because you got to be careful with dreams because some people have like changed their whole trajectory of life because of a dream they had, which, you know, if Jesus gives it to you, fantastic, but make sure you're seeking wisdom and make sure it's biblical and, you know, and you're praying through it and talking through it with people and, and all that sort of stuff. But I felt like the reason I had that guilt dream was because I didn't deal with the guilt from the night before. I went to bed, I let myself simmer on it, and I shouldn't have. I should have dealt with it. I know I've been in recovery now for 11 years. I have these tools to like deal with my stuff and not bury them under the rug because seriously, when we don't deal with our stuff, our stuff deals with us. Like we either deal with it or it continues to deal with us. It continues to pile on, make us feel guilty, make us self-loathe or unworthy or just all of these things. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys, when things come up, like deal with them. And what does that mean when I when you're like, Danny, what does that even mean to deal with them? Okay, first of all, acknowledge. Like accept that you have to deal with this thing. Like don't push it under the rug. Don't deny it. Like make friends with it. Be like, okay, I've got some guilt. What else am I feeling guilty about? Like maybe journal, like walk through it and do some breathing, right? Because sometimes our anxiety goes up, our temperature goes up, all of that sort of stuff, especially when we're dealing with like guilt or shame or, or that sort of stuff. So do that, like acknowledge it and accept it. Literally like bow to it, like pay homage to it. Say, Jesus, help. Like I'm feeling this, help me, right? Step two, if it's still eating at you, share it with somebody. Like if that's not enough for you to like acknowledge it and deal with it, and maybe even journal through it, maybe go on a walk and pray through it or whatever. If it's still eating at you, you got to share it. Like that's the rule in recovery. <laughs> like that's the rule of life. Like I think it's biblical. Galatians 6.2 says, carry one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. I think allowing others to carry our burdens fulfills the law of Christ as well. And so it goes both ways. It's a two-way street. So share it. Find someone safe where you can just be like, oh, I'm feeling guilty. Like uh, sometimes I just stink as a mom or I blow it. Like you don't even have to get super specific. Like go as generic as you can, right? At first, if you're scared to share it, like go keep it vanilla, keep it generic. Maybe that's enough. Maybe that maybe that's enough for your conscience and you can sleep peacefully and, and be fine. Maybe it's not. Maybe actually you have to share more and get get back into the details, right? Like we're only as sick as our secrets. That's a quote in recovery. But like, you know, the devil's in the details. Share the details if you need to, okay? And I know sometimes that's scary. So at first, just ease into it. It's like going into the pool. Like just share what you can. Like everybody's got parenting guilt. <laughs> like I know that's very human. So I have no shame telling you guys, oh my gosh, I feel like I've blown it as a parent. Like who hasn't? Okay. Right. And I will tell you too, like, 
oh, I'm feeling so much better now that I've dealt with this. And I just, you know, have found a place of compassion and grace and just even acknowledging like, hey, there are things that I do well as a parent. I know that too, right? So you can't just beat yourself up all the time. You got to give yourself credit for the good things you do too, right? Like there's this thing in recovery, the fourth step of the Alcoholics Anonymous is like doing a moral inventory. Like you do this thorough and moral inventory of yourself and one of the things is like, you can't just talk about all the bad stuff you did. You got to actually acknowledge the good stuff too, right? Like we have character defects, but we also have character like tra- like amazing traits about us and it's good to acknowledge it, right? So it's good. You got to be balanced. And so, yeah, so point two, I know I segued, but point two, if it's still eating at you, share it with somebody. And then point three is give it a few days to emotionally recover and grieve. Like give yourself a few days. Like if something triggers you, it, you know, usually it takes 24, 48, maybe 72 hours to settle down and to get back to your steady place. If it's longer than that, then you got to do a little bit more work. <laughs> maybe you got to find someone else to share it with, or maybe, maybe, which actually leads to step four, maybe you need to make amends or, um, or change something like do a living amends in, in recovery. And I know this episode's not about recovery, but it's one of my paradigm shit. It's one of my paradigms that I live by, but is, you know, making amends and doing the right thing. And maybe you got to fix it. Like maybe I had to go to my kids and apologize for some of the things I've done as a parent, or um, maybe I need to forgive myself, or maybe I need to go and fix it with somebody else. Or, you know, even just having the conversation with my mom was super healing where she didn't even remember or care. And it was eating me up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God. And, you know, and all of that. And so there's there's these things that we can do, you guys. We can't just continue to live in the like the cycle of misery. Like we actually have to actively change and actively like like allow compassion and grace and mercy to lavish our hearts, right? And so I don't know. I don't know about you, but regret is just it's part of our human experience. And so we have to allow ourselves to make mistakes at times. It's okay. We have to grieve through them. That doesn't mean you continue to make the mistakes. But you have to grieve through them. Like, in this episode, is not about grief, but, you know, grief, oh my gosh, it can just trigger so much stuff. And if we don't allow ourselves to grieve, man, we're, we're not, like, fully living. Like, grief is a part of the process of life. And, like, honestly, the other side of grief and even through grief is joy and purpose and, and all of that. And so um, there's just that tension that we have to learn to live with. And so, I don't know, I just... I hope that encourages you. I wanted to share just those few tacticals when things come up and whether it's regret, whether it's shame, whether it's, you know, whatever it could be, but giving yourself permission to like do the steps, like to work through the process. Like you don't have to be carried. You don't have to carry all this regret to your grave. Like you really don't. And I mean, that's the beauty. Like even being a believer in Christ, you guys, we have all these these tools and these tactics and these like uh, abilities to be able to hand stuff over and surrender and to live joy-filled and purpose-filled and and feel redeemed and and feel restored and all of that. And so I just, I give you permission today to not walk around with guilt over your shoulders for stuff and to not have to carry that burden. And if you're feeling guilty about something, man, I, no matter how big it is or how small it is, even the small things, I mean, I'm telling you, those things add up. And I know the big things are big and they can be like monumental and like a huge rock you can't see through. But you guys, the the sooner that we can acknowledge and like begin to breathe through them, begin to allow God to heal us through them, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it's like magical and you'll just find so much more peace. And so I just wanted to encourage you guys, 
again, step one, we acknowledge, we accept it. We don't push it away. We don't deny it. We, we try to make friends with whatever it is. We breathe through it. Step two, if it's still eating at you, share it with somebody. And I know sometimes it can be hard. So share it as generic and as vanilla as you can, right? To where it gets off your chest. Step three, you got to give yourself a few days. Sometimes it takes 24 hours. Sometimes it takes 72 hours. If it's longer than 72 hours, I'm telling you, you probably need to share it with somebody else or work through it a little bit more, do some more journaling through it. Or, and then step four, you know, maybe you need to change something. Maybe you need to have a conversation with somebody that you actually affected. Maybe, maybe you need to go out and fix something. Or, you know, if someone had passed away, you know, a friend had told me a long time ago to do something in honor of somebody Um, even if you can't directly deal like, like, you know, with my grandma, right. She's passed away. Well, you know what? I think I'm going to send my aunt some flowers kind of in honor of my grandma, just a way to bless somebody else where honestly, you know, my grandma doesn't even care now, right? She's in heaven. She's great. And, um, you know, it's my loss. It's my regret that I, that I'm, I'm dealing with. And so, and honestly, now that I think about it, I'm super grateful for the memory and for, uh, knowing that my nanny, you know, meant so much to me. So anyways, anyways, all that to say, I hope this encourages you. I hope that, um, you guys are having a great week. Stay well, and I'll see you next time. God bless. All right. I'm going to say a little prayer over you too. Lord, I, I know that regret can be something really, really hard to deal with. And so father, I pray for my friend. I pray if they're struggling with like big regrets, God, that you would Give them the courage to deal with it and to face it and to find uh, your healing and your grace and your compassion and your mercy. And God, I pray that you would help them to forgive themselves and to see their humanity in it and and to um, to deal with all that stuff. But Lord, I just pray for your peace and for your grace. Lord, regret can be so hard. And so Jesus, I just pray for your peace and your grace for my friend today. In Jesus' name. All right, you guys, God bless you. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.